This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Good to be back home and good to get a blowout win over the cross-state rival Miami Dolphins 45-17 on Sunday afternoon, October the 10th. Welcome in. It is the latest edition of our Nothing But Bucks podcast. We are here after each and every Buccaneer game. By the way, you're going to get a second Nothing But Bucks later this week after the Thursday night quick turnaround game with the Philadelphia Eagles. We love coming in in the recap mode, especially after victories, back-to-back wins over AFC East opponents. This one much easier than the Sunday night win in New England in the final seconds. This one with Tom Brady absolutely devastating the Dolphins. Hey, something uh, unusual for Tom Brady. He has pummeled an AFC East team like he did for so many years while playing for the Patriots. Uh, He owned the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills, and he owned the Dolphins again on Sunday, this time in Buccaneer white and pewter uh, with the red numbers and the red trim. Again, however you found this podcast, thank you for doing so, whether it was on a social media link through the Buccaneers mobile app, through Buccaneers.com, whatever the case is, make sure you are subscribed through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, because you will get nothing but bucks as soon as it is out the day after games. I pledge to you, I try to get it to you as quickly as we can on the morning after, mid-morning after, etc., uh, with all the magic that we make here, again, the assistance I get from Jason Berenger from our iHeart Media affiliate for the Buccaneers Radio and with everybody involved with Buccaneers.com and the mobile app. I come in, I give you my comments, my analysis, want to tell you we'll have lots of highlights, lots of Tom Brady highlights, lots of Antonio Brown highlights, lots of Mike Evans highlights uh, coming up, as well as Shaq Barrett on the defensive side of the ball. Stand by for those. And then some interviews as well. My one-on-one conversation with Bruce Arians, the happy head coach, now 4-1, and one. Buccaneers looking good. Long way to go in the season. You haven't won anything yet. I keep saying on this podcast over and over again, that you cannot get too high off of a victory. Now, later in the year, it will be a bigger deal when a victory may mean everything in terms of clinching the division and clinching home field advantage, uh, a playoff spot, uh, etc. Right now, an individual win doesn't mean that late September, early October. What you're looking for is consistent play. What you're looking for is what what is the improvement? Where is the improvement? And what is the record mid-October? What's the record late October? What's the record mid-November? And for the Buccaneers, you're right on track at 4-1. and one. You're beating teams that you're supposed to beat. And the Bucs were 10-point favorites over the Miami Dolphins yesterday. That, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to beat the daylights out of somebody that you're a 10-point favor uh, favorite over. And let me say this, because I have uh, I've said this to so many people over the last uh, probably 24 hours now. With this game going in, I had a, I had a real feeling that Brady was going to light up the Dolphins, particularly watching them against the Indianapolis Colts the previous week. They have a fairly anonymous roster on both sides of the ball. didn't didn't offer a whole lot. They have been beat up too, but uh, Brian Flores is in real trouble as their coach in his third season. They may not be saying this down in South Florida where Stephen Ross, the billionaire owner, has huge expectations, but this is the year that they were supposed to take. The next step. Last year they had the winning season, just missed out on the playoffs. But, uh, I mean, this this team has gone backwards. Yes, they are injured. But uh, by the same token, Stephen Ross is not going to sit by while the Miami Dolphins end up being a four or five win team this year in year three of Brian Flores. Maybe, Maybe he will give him the benefit of the doubt as the year goes on. 
with the injuries they've had to Tua Tonga-Valoa, the former top five pick at quarterback. Uh, but there, there are holes on this roster, and uh, they may have a lot of Sundays, not just one, like, like this Sunday between now and the rest of the year. In fact, back-to-back Sundays, they haven't really been competitive against the Colts at home or the Buccaneers. But that's the Dolphins. But I did say this to so many people. Hey, you're in the position now that Dan Marino was in in the 1980s against the Buccaneers of Lehman Bennett and Ray Perkins and Richard Williamson and Sam White and all the different Buccaneer uh, coaches that had losing records and dismal, dismal seasons. And Dan Marino bombed this team with impunity with Mark Clayton, Mark Duper, and all those uh, players and weapons that he had at his disposal and didn't and didn't apologize for it and didn't think twice about it. Same thing for Tom Brady, the GOAT, the Hall of Famer. Uh, he has been hammering the Miami Dolphins for 20 years. So you might as well hammer him as the Buccaneers quarterback, and boy, did he ever, to the tune of 400-plus yards passing again, Five more touchdown passes in a game again, and the first time ever that he had done both of those in the same game in his 22-year career. So there you go with a little factoid. What do you say we get into it with some highlights on what was an 85-degree day? Still felt like over 90 degrees. Uh, I know CBS had a thermometer down on the playing surface that was showing 95 degrees at around kickoff time. It was hot. Buccaneers putting the Dolphins in those aqua tops to see if they couldn't wear them down in the second half. Uh, mission accomplished on that one. So let's get into the highlights and the different things that happened. And the Dolphins actually got off to a good start uh, in this one as they took the opening kickoff, got the benefit of a great pass and catch by Preston Wilson uh, on the sidelines, or uh, uh, Preston Williams on the sideline, their wide receiver, toe-tapped a catch right in front of the Buck bench. I know Bruce Arians challenged the play. It was tough to tell in the replay. Did he get the right toe down or not? The call on the field was catch. So the call stood. Eventually, the Dolphins moved into scoring range and got an early field goal for a 3-0 lead, and that would lead to the Buccaneers getting the ball for the first time. How many times have we seen this these first two seasons under Tom Brady? Get the ball right away, drive right down the field, and get an opening touchdown as Brady mixed the pass uh, to the likes of Mike Evans and also... Uh, O.J. Howard, some tough running from Leonard Fournette, and eventually down inside the 10-yard line, uh, Brady was looking for the end zone right here. Third down, six. From the 10, dropping Brady, jumps the ball, caught ball, 5-3 to a touchdown, Giovanni Bernard. Great catch and what a throw by Brady. Fire the cannons, the Bucks lead 6-3. Giovanni Bernard comes up with the football comes up with the touchdown and the Buccaneers come up with the lead at 7-3 on the little flip there from Brady and that's one of the big reasons why they got this guy from Cincinnati, his pass catching ability as he capped off the 80-yard drive with that 10-yard touchdown reception and put the Buccaneers on the board. Now, to the Dolphins' credit, they hung in uh, and bounced right back uh, coming right back down the field themselves on a 63-yard drive and eventually a Jacoby Brissett filling in for Tua Tonga-Vailoa, who has the injured ribs. Brissett himself was battling a hamstring problem and uh, yet still stayed in, stayed game, and running back Miles Gaskin got free, and Brissett found him here. Second down and five. The ball at the Buccaneer 24-yard line. They're in field goal range now for Jason Sanders. The snap, Brissett looks downfield, throws a wide open. Miles Gaskin, touchdown, Dolphins. Busted assignment by the Buccaneers. 24-yard touchdown throw, and there was nobody, 
nobody near Gaskins when he oh, made yeah. the catch at the 10. These are the calls of Mean Gene Deckerhoff as the Buccaneers continued uh, to battle the Miami Dolphins, and you're hearing it from Buccaneers radio. So that touchdown put Miami back in front at 10 to 7. That was the bad news. The good news is that from then on, the Buccaneers dominated this game. Once behind 10 7, Miami was in big trouble. Starting really with the next drive, the Bucs did move into scoring position. Uh, got down inside the 20-yard line again, but this time a sack of Tom Brady pushed him back. That would lead, though, to this field goal opportunity and the Buccaneers retying the game. Pinion to hold the snap. Good snap, good spot. The kick is airborne. Suck up. Puts it through the uprights, and we're tied at 10 to 10. Fire the cannons three times. 10 all at this point as the offense was getting in the groove, and now the defense began to tighten down well, began to tighten down a bit on the Miami Dolphins as the first half unfolded, able to force a, uh, a Dolphin punt. The Buccaneers then get the football back, and it would not take long to get back in the end zone. This is the explosiveness of this team as they took over at their own 30-yard line, and only a couple of plays in were back in the end zone. Bernard in on third down, sidecar to the right hip of Tom Brady. Evans moves to the slot. Brady drops. Pressure coming. Gets the pass. Oh, boy. Caught ball. 50. Out of foot race to the 40. It's Antonio Brown to the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Antonio Brown takes it to the north end zone. Fire the cannons. Man, oh, man, as Mean Gene called it. Antonio Brown, 62 yards. Most of that him after the catch. Uh, the, the, the phrase that I've always heard, uh, being uttered around the NFL. If he's even, he's leaving. He was leaving the Miami secondary there. Nobody was going to catch him once he got free down that Buccaneer near sideline. A 62-yard touchdown for Antonio Brown. Put the Buccaneers in front 17-10. By the way, we don't have the highlight here, but earlier in the half, he had become the fastest player in the history of the NFL. Antonio Brown to have 900 catchers, just 143 career games, faster than Marvin Harrison, getting 900 catches. And you think of the all-time greats, Jerry Rice is, is the standard in terms of receiving in this league. But uh, pile up anybody's receiving stats, uh, Randy Moss, whomever, on who could get to 900 catches the quickest. And Antonio Brown now holds that. And the Buccaneers now held a 17-10 lead. Miami got one first down, but then had to punt the ball away. And this is, again, part of where the Buccaneers really took the game over. Uh, Tom Brady uh, able to uh, find Laird Fournette out of the backfield, able to find Cameron Braid over the middle. Buccaneers driving late in the second quarter, and eventually Brady again for A.B. Second down and goal from the four-yard line. Pistol formation with Fournette swinging in motion. Dropping Brady, Brady looking, dumps the ball. It's a caught ball. Touchdown, Antonio Brown. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. That's a four-yard touchdown. That is the third touchdown pass of the opening half. Remember, Brady did not have a touchdown pass in the game at New England in the 1917 win over the Patriots. Oh, he made up for it on Sunday. Uh, the third of more coming uh, there on that one, capping off the 13-play 65-yard uh, drive for the Buccaneers and a 24-10 lead. And then turn things over a bit to the defense. The Dolphins trying to make something happen with a late first-half drive. Defense, and in particular the pass rush, said, uh-uh. 46 seconds left. They have one timeout. Dropping Brissett. Looks deep, looks deep. Ball tucked away. It's on the deck. It's on the deck. Is it picked up by the Bucs? I don't know. Yeah, it looked like Indama Sue had a chance to fall on the football. Did he? 
Did we force this turnover? We did! Jerome Boger says the ball belongs to the Buccaneers. Oh yes, and we'll hear from him a little bit later on on Nothing But Bucks. Shaq Barrett made the promise that this uh, pass rush in particular was going to get at least two sacks per game from here on out. And he was looking to deliver, especially there late in the first half. And Dominican Sue did get the fumble recovery. The Bucks tried a long field goal with Bradley Pinion, a 61-yard field goal that ended up being just wide to the left. It was long enough, but it drifted left uh, as he was trying to convert and make the game 27-10. So in any event, the game at this point is 24-10 at the half. I talked to the coach at halftime and said, hey, what are you the happiest with? Uh, and he said the fact that we've come alive offensively. We've protected Tom Brady, and he is uh, he's made the throws. So many weapons, from Brown to Evans to Godwin, even without Gronk, with O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, the backs out of the backfield, Fournette, Ronald Jones, Giovanni Bernard. Good luck on who you want to cover. Uh, and that the defense needed to continue with the pass rush and tighten it up. Now, to the Dolphins' credit, uh, give them credit. They come out of the locker room. They stop the Buccaneers who had the ball first and really could have broken the game open on the opening drive of the third period. Dolphins stopped the Bucks, three and out, and the end result, um, well, actually one first down. The end result after that is a punt, and then Miami marches 71 yards in 11 plays with Jacoby Brissett hitting Miles Gaskin for the one-yard touchdown out of the backfield. So now Miami closed the game to 24-17, but that is the closest they would get for the remainder of this game because Brady would go back to work again, uh, working to Chris Godwin uh, down the field for a couple of catches, and then eventually here, uh, the Buccaneers decide late in the third quarter to pound the ball off the right side. One back set for net. And Brady, under center, Jensen takes the step, feeds the ball for that running right, inside touchdown! Touchdown, Tampa Bay! Five-yard blast by Fournette! Blast those cannons! Time-consuming drive ends with Leonard Fournette, as, as Tom Brady calls him, Lombardi Lenny. Pounding in from five yards out, rewarding him. He had a big day uh, on the ground, and again, the Buccaneers are getting, are, are getting some benefit out of that run attack as Leonard Fournette comes up with 67 yards on 12 carries in this one and tough yardage a lot of this game. He also, once again, uh, out of the backfield, four more catches, 43 yards. You just you see the development, the comfort that Brady has with Fournette out of the backfield as a pass-catching threat. And really, the Bucks would never look back at this point. Now up 31-17, and they would stomp on the accelerator uh, in this game. They force a Dolphin three and out, and then Brady is right back again with a couple of completions. Uh, the Bucks end up getting a uh, end up getting into Dolphin scoring territory, and that's when Brady looks up top here for his number one wide receiver. First down, ten Bucks at the Dolphin 34-yard line, far side hash. We move left to right and lead 31-17. Play action fake, sold by Brady. Throws a deep pass down side to Tort Evans. Tort it's a caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans. Good to see Mike Evans back in the end zone as he would finish with a six-catch day. You're going to hear another touchdown highlight in a moment as the Bucs. Again, who are you going to double? We keep talking about this. Who are you going to try to take away? You want to double Mike Evans? Okay, you can't double everybody. Chris Godwin's going to be open. You want to try to take both of those guys away? What are you going to do about Antonio Brown or the pass-catching tight end like Brait or Howard? Uh, it's the same thing with the back out of the backfield. You cannot double-team everybody. And Brady was surgical throughout this day. And at this point, the Buccaneers were in command at 38-17. And this was a time once again 
uh, for the Buccaneer defense to tighten up and get yet another takeaway. Snap a good one. Brissett throws left side. It's Oh, it's picked off. Intercepted. Intercepted by the Buccaneers off the Jamel fingertips. Dean. Jamel Dean takes the deflected pass intended for Waddle. And the Bucs have the second takeaway of the game. And we're in Dolphin territory. Jamel Dean with the interception off the deflection, the ball he didn't catch in the first quarter of the Rams defeat a couple of weeks ago. He caught this one, the young man out of Auburn, back from the knee injury, suffered in that Rams game, missed the Patriots game. Buccaneers needed he and Richard Sherman to help lock down the Dolphin receivers. So Dean gets the interception, and it only took the Buccaneers three more plays to basically put the game away. In the slot to the right is Mike Evans. He caught a touchdown pass our last drive. In motion, Tyler Johnson. Here's the snap, and here comes Spencer. Brady throws a Seymour caught by Evans. He gets a block. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mickens with a block. Clean the way for Mike Evans to score his second of the day. Fire the cannons. Brady to Mike Evans again. 22 more yards. A pair of 100-yard receivers with Evans and Antonio Brown. A fifth Tom Brady touchdown. Uh, incredible. Incredible what the Buccaneers continue to amass from a pass yardage standpoint. 45-17 the lead, and let's see the heat turned up one more time on Jacoby Brissett and hear what it sounded like in the late stages of the fourth quarter. Here's the snap of Brissett. Again, we run pressure, run pressure. He sacked, he'll go down at the 41-yard line. Big Vita Bay gives an assist to Shaq Barrett. Barrett's got two today. Third and final sack of the day as Shaq Barrett got his second of the day and made good on that promise. You'll hear from Shaq Barrett in a few moments uh, here on this. Uh, I was a bit surprised that Miami had left Jacoby Brissett in with the injured hamstring in the fourth quarter of a 38-17, 45-17 game that was obviously over uh, at that point. So the Dolphins end up punting. The Buccaneers have Tom Brady on the sideline. He's nursing a bit of a sore hand after he banged it on a Dolphin defensive lineman's helmet uh, during the game. Blaine Gabbert, quarterback, the final seven minutes as the Bucks killed the clock, moved out of their own end, ran the ball some, ran the clock down, and then knelt on it for the win. 45-17 second-half demolition of the Miami Dolphins to improve Tampa Bay to 4-1 and one and drop Miami to 1-4 and four on the season. And when it was done, we went inside the Buccaneers' locker room to get some conversation going, first with the happy head coach Bruce Arians, who was pleased for a lot of reasons. What are you the most impressed with as this game wore on, even though the Dolphins had an early lead, you really wind it out later on in the game? Yeah, I loved our offensive plan. I thought we executed and blocked extremely well offensively all day. Would have loved to see Bradley make that kick at the end of the half. Uh, defensively, uh, we kept caught up to the speed of the game, knew what they were going to do. I thought Todd had a hell of a game plan, hold him to 17 points. And um, the only thing negative about this whole game was first five minutes of the third quarter. You know, when we punted and they went down and scored, but we, we came back and dominated from there on out. One of the plays going all the way back to the first half that ends up being big is the Antonio Brown catch and run. You had a pretty good vantage point as he broke free. What did you see on that play? Yeah, he's a very skilled guy, man. I mean, Antonio, he may have lost half a step in the 40, but when he catches going straight across the field, he can get north as good as anybody in this league and uh, just left him in the dust. And I knew no one was going to catch him. As soon as, we, as soon as we caught that ball, that was gone. Tom Brady spread the ball around to eight different receivers today. Two of them in Antonio Brown and Mike Evans go over 100 yards. Uh, why were you having so much success to so many different guys in this game? Oh, so much of it was on the running game. 
Yeah, we were running the ball extremely well and uh, got him in single coverage. I like our guys with whoever the matchup is. I love our receivers one on one. Shaq Barrett said a couple of weeks ago off the Rams game, we're going to get two or more sacks in every game. He got two of them himself again here today. What about the defensive line, the way that they played, especially as the game went on, Coach? Man, I got to get him in the weight room because uh, we had Jacoby wrapped up about six times and couldn't get him on the ground. And uh, he is a big, strong guy, but uh, I thought they harassed him all day. You know, another guy that we got to give some credit to is Richard Sherman playing out here in the heat. Second game as a Buccaneer, first game uh, at home in the in the hot weather at a one o'clock game. I know you haven't seen Coach's film, but say something about the veteran being out there basically the entire game again. Yeah, I checked in with him a bunch third and fourth quarter to make sure he was okay, and he said, "I'm good." I'm I'm because I was worried about the heat. He hadn't played in this kind of heat before, and Pierre deserves ready. So, um, yeah, Sherman sucks it up and. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a pro. That's all you can say about a guy. That's probably the highest compliment I can give anybody. One of the, one of the few negatives is Levante David being injured in the first half. Do we have any kind of an update on him or that situation at the moment? At the moment, it appears to be a high ankle sprain. We'll, we'll do CAT scans and x-rays and all those things to, to determine later. We won't know, but I, you know, he'll be very doubtful this week when the short week. Certainly, he's a gamer. If he can make it go, he will make it go. And for your team, you've got to go to Philadelphia on four days' notice. What will this week and the next couple of days be like? It'll be all walkthroughs. You know, we can celebrate this one until um, 10 o'clock tonight. Then we've got to hydrate, and we, we go back to work tomorrow. Tuesday, get on the plane Wednesday and play Thursday. So it's Thursday night football. That's all you can do. Will be a short week headed to Philadelphia. The Buccaneers, though, happy to get the back-to-back -back wins to get the season right back in the right direction at 4-1. And back in first place, sole possession of first place now in the NFC South after the losses uh, by Carolina and the New Orleans Saints in recent weeks. So the Buccaneers in good shape on that front. Uh, Shaq Barrett, another guy that we want to hear from. We talked with him on our Hooters postgame show. The outstanding Buccaneer Pro Bowl pass rusher. Again, making good on those sack promises, delivering two more of Dolphins QB Jacoby Brissett himself on Sunday afternoon. I know a lot's going to be made about Tom Brady and the offense, but let's talk defense. And uh, you guys really, after the game was 10-7, locked them down. How and why were you able to do it? We uh, just had to – we was playing aggressive the whole time. We played on with energy, but we just had to take it to another level. We had to finish the plays that was able to be made. We was missing some tackles or missing just some opportunities that we had. So we just had to lock down on that aspect up and then uh, start closing plays out. You said after the Rams game on behalf of the defense, we're going to get two or more sacks the rest of the way. And you guys were able to do that last week in New England. You were able to do that today. What, what's one of the keys or maybe a couple of the ingredients that goes into getting the quarterback and getting him on, getting him on the ground? I think it's just the mindset and uh, preparation, film study, on what you're going to get, who you're going against, and then uh, just feeding off of each other. Our pass rush lanes have to be disciplined, knowing that if I'm going to go up the field, the tackle got to be ready to – take the B gap or the A gap if the quarterback escape right there. So we just been more assignment sound and more sharper with our uh, pass rush scheme. And then uh, we just had the mentality that the way we played the first two weeks sack-wise wasn't enough. The way that this team is loaded at so many positions, you, you have some luxuries. You've missed JPP the last couple of weeks. How good was it to have that veteran, one of your partners, back in that defensive huddle today, Shaq? Man, I feel good to have JPP back. He brings his energies unmatched out there, his playmaking ability. Like, he always – like for him to be 
like whatever age he is, how old he been in the league, he run to the ball every play. He always like in the right position to make plays. So having him back, man, it's just it's meant a lot for our defense and a lot to me having him back out there. And finally, this is one of the challenges. Every team goes through it. Short week, only a couple of days to get ready for Philadelphia and get up to Philadelphia. Tell me more about what that challenge will be like. I really don't uh, think it's too much of a challenge. I just, I'm, I'm ready to go. I love playing football. So whenever it's time to play football, if you could play on Thursday, I mean, I wouldn't mind playing Thursday night, Thursday night every week, but not Sunday to Thursday. <laughs> but uh, I just love playing football. So whenever I could get back out there and get another opportunity to uh, help the team win and uh, play the game, I'm going uh, to take it. But it's the same for us as it is for them. We both just got to battle through the little injuries and little whatever hurt. I mean, her uh, players, we got this game, but it ain't. I, I love it. Now, the pass rush had four in New England on the rookie Mac Jones. They had three more on Sunday. So I know the uh, the pass rush had not in the first three games been what the Buccaneers had been hoping for, but it certainly is beginning to come around. Jason Pierre-Paul back in there. Welcome back, JPP. Like seeing that as the Buccaneers try to get a little healthier with him back and also Jamel Dean back. And that's another key, too, when you've got uh, better depth in coverage in the secondary, it is obviously going to help your pass rush and vice versa. The uh, the pass rush will benefit uh, the secondary as well on, on them not having to cover as long. Um, again, the Buccaneer offensive line probably does not get enough credit on a day in which the Buccaneers had over 500 yards of offense. Here was center Ryan Jensen as all of this was done on our Hooters postgame show, uh, talking about amassing all of those yards and 45 more points. Why did you guys have this kind of success out there today? You know, I think uh, as the season's been building and building, we've just been able to put things uh, together, and communication and execution has gotten a lot better over the last couple of weeks, in the, especially in the run game. Uh, run game starting to pick up, and then everybody just doing their job and, and doing it to the best of their ability. One of the plays that's going to be scrutinized and talked about as a key moment is the pass, catch, and run by Antonio Brown, officially 61 yards. What kind of vantage point did you have on that play as he caught it, took off, and did the rest? I actually I didn't see him catch it or uh, take off. There's some chaos going on uh, up front and uh, and all that. And when I when the smoke cleared, I uh, saw Antonio running down the field, and I was like, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love that. Uh, we have gotten to talk so much, and rightfully so, about Tom Brady. A couple of more accolades here. That's the the ninth, fifth, uh, five-touchdown uh, game of his career, his third as a Buccaneer already. That is the 12th 400-yard game of his career, his second as a Buccaneer. What stood out today? Why, why was he so successful again today? What are you seeing? What are you hearing from him? Yeah, I think everybody was just firing on all cylinders today. Um, with that being said, I mean, there's there's things that we missed out there still, which is which is crazy with uh, that stat line. Uh, you know, we missed some some big plays, and and we were real close on a, a couple of those runs from uh, going from an eight yard run to a to a sixty yard run pretty quick. And uh, you know, that's what we're always we're always chasing to uh, you know turn those eight yards into into sixty into touchdowns. And um, it's just it's crazy uh, to see what Tom can do still. You know, throwing the ball and and everybody uh, was playing uh, really well today. You know, as, a, as an O-line, you want attitude, you want to soften the other team. The running of the football and the run game today was doing that against the Dolphins. Could you sense as this game wore on that you were wearing them down in between the tackles? Yeah, I think uh, anytime you can run the ball uh, that way, I think we were just over five yards of carry. Um, I think it's the highest we've had all year. Um, you can just tell that like, it can take a defense's uh, attitude and their their energy away when you consistently are running the ball for five, six yards. And um, I think it kind of showed late in that game. 
How pleased, I know there were a couple sacks today, but how pleased overall are you with the way that this offensive line continues to protect Tom Brady and allow what happened today to happen on a consistent basis? Yeah, you know, there's, there's again, there's things we have to, we have to fix and, and some little bit of communication issues on a couple of those uh, uh, hits that he took. But other than that, I mean, we're, we're just firing and we're, we're really working together and, and it's, been, uh, it's been good. And Tom is so good about getting the ball out on time. It, it's always a offensive lineman's best, uh, best friend when, uh, when a quarterback gets the ball out on time. This offense has been tremendous. It's been fun to be part of. It's been fun to talk with Ryan Jensen. Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate you. 45-17 is the win. The Buccaneers now ready on the short week to go play against the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, the offense deserves a tremendous amount of credit for the way that they just continue to pile up numbers. Tom Brady, 30 of 41, 411 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, it is also the first time ever, 400 yards in a game and five touchdown passes in a game for Tom Brady. He is still leading the National Football League, by the way, headed into the late games Sunday. The stats are still being compiled. Tom Brady, 1,700 passing yards, 1,767, still leads the NFL. His touchdown passes through the Sunday early games, 15 of them leading the NFL I believe Patrick Mahomes may have passed that on Sunday Night Football. We've got to double-check on that. I believe Mahomes now with 17, uh, 16 or 17 touchdowns. May lead it by one, but Brady's been leading most of the year. Uh, that was his ninth game with five or more touchdowns, his third already as a Buccaneer. The nine games with five or more touchdowns trails only Drew Brees. He's tracking Brees down, who had 11 career, five touchdown passing games. Brady has now tied Peyton Manning with nine we mentioned Dan Marino, six. Of course, Marino played in a different era back in the 1980s of throwing the football. So Brady just two away from tracking down another Drew Brees uh, record. Um, again, full credit to the balance on offense and the job that they did. Let's hear some from Tom Brady after this was over with, assessing his performance and the victory. Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, just give him a lot of credit, you know. He's, um, he's been through a lot and um, showed a lot of mental toughness, a lot of resilience, um, a lot of support, you know, from a lot of different people in his life at different times. So um, everyone just really wants him to succeed. And, um, you know, B.A. and Byron had a, you know, just, you know, they just do a great job, you know, with, with uh, you know, all the different guys that we got. You know, we got a really unique group of guys and very talented, obviously. Um, but very selfless too, because the ball's going a lot of different places, and all those guys are getting opportunities to make plays, and it's just fun to see when everyone's involved how fun it could be. Antonio's always talking about how much you need to him, but, but what's his presence here meant to you? Yeah, so much. I think since the day we met, you know, obviously I've admired him, I've watched him for a long time, and um, got obviously played with him briefly um, in New England, and. Um, you know, just struck up a great relationship and really wanted to see him, you know, uh, you know, get the things, you know, sometimes things can take us away from what we really love to do in, in football and play. And I think he's done an incredible job personally of putting a lot of those things aside and just focusing on football and um, showing everyone how great he is. And, uh, you know, Mike's great player. Chris is a great player. Um, Tyler made some plays, so everybody's really contributing, and it's fun to see from my standpoint, you know, all these different guys at different ages all kind of coming together as a group and being, you know, I think the best group receivers in the league. When you go against a team that you've gone against more than any other in your career, how, how much does it help you in also 
the coach and the defensive coordinator knowing them? What does how much does that help you? Um, I, you know, kind of had it last week and at different times over the course of my career, I've kind of played against some different coaches that have coached against me in the past and coached with me. So, um, just try to prepare every week the same. That's just the reality. And those coaches aren't the ones on the field playing. It's the players playing. And I got to get to know those players. And I obviously understand the scheme that they're in and what the coach is trying to get them to do. But, um, you know, I, I, you know, just work hard to prepare every week, just like my teammates do. And I think our, uh, my teammates are doing a great job preparing. And we got a short week, quick turnaround. Last year, we didn't do very well in a short week. So uh, we've got to put a lot into this coming game and um, playing against a good football team in Philly that's, that, you know, does some good things. How's your hand? Is it your thumb? And are you, uh, when did that happen? I see you wrapped up there. Yeah. In my younger days, I probably would never have showed you guys that I wrapped it up because I'd probably try to keep it a secret. But I think um, in my older age, I, I don't care as much. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a kind of a, a football injury. So, um, you know, do do my best, you know, to, to get ready for this game. See what, see what happens. Um, you guys left, you left a lot of points on the board in New England in terms of the red zone and missed opportunities. How, how important was it to be sharper there and get touchdowns? We did a good job. I think, you know, we're just trying to work hard to be on the same page. You know, I think all of us, 11 guys seeing it the same way, executing toward the same thing. And everyone playing a different role at a different time. And you know, some guys are getting it, some guys are blocking for it, some guys are blocking in the run game, some guys are blocking in the pass game, some guys are catching in the run game, in the run game, in the, in the pass game. So, um, you know, we're just working hard to all be on the same page. I had several people ask me today whether or not you're human. You can confirm or deny, but in all seriousness, how difficult is a week like this when you have to get ready in a few days? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's challenge, but um, you know they have the same challenge too. So you know it's uh, it's football. We'll be ready to play Monday nights, Sunday nights, Thursday nights, Sunday days. Um, it's good to win a one o'clock home game. I know that those those feel good. We we all have the night to kind of um. You know, get a lot of hydration, get a lot of treatment, and then feel get a good night's sleep and then be ready for the week. So, Some more accolades, by the way. Antonio Brown now uh, has tied Rob Gronkowski. Most multiple, multiple touchdown uh, reception games since 2010. Of active players, Antonio Brown has 19 multiple touchdown receiving games. Rob Gronkowski also has 19. Uh, Jimmy Graham has 17, still active and playing for the Chicago Bears on multi-touchdown games since 2010 on active players that uh, that are still out there. Uh, Antonio Brown also um, with 141 straight games with a reception. How about that uh, in this one? Mike Evans also six receptions, 113 yards. That's his 30th 100-yard receiving game in his Buccaneer career. Uh, he is definitely a weapon and good to see Tom Brady feeding him. And again, the Miami Dolphins could do little on the ground uh, in, in this game yet again. Another Buccaneer team, another Buccaneer opponent, unable to get 100 yards rushing. That's 30 games since the beginning of last year that the opponent has not gotten 100 yards rushing. You can't run on this defensive line in particular. Vita Vea, Dominican Sue, Will Goldston, Nacho, Rakeem Nunez-Roches. You can't run on these guys up front. Devin White, Levante David, and here's hoping we didn't have it uh, for you up until this point. Here's hoping Levante is better after a, a sprained ankle. I saw him after the game, and he said, I'll be fine. He's not going to be able to play against Philadelphia because of the ankle sprain. That's world according to TJ. I don't think you're going to see him Thursday night in Philadelphia, and the head coach said as much as you heard in the interview. Uh, let's just hope that he can maybe be back for the Bears game, but we'll see. But that's, that's 30 times now since the beginning of last year 
uh, or actually since the beginning of 2019, excuse me. It's too many games for it just to be the beginning of last year. 30 times since Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles got here to Tampa Bay that a back has not gotten 100 yards rushing. Only the Saints are right in there with the Buccaneers, 24 games uh, as such. Uh, Buccaneers also got their 60th and 61st takeaways. That is third best in the NFL since the beginning of the 2019 season. So this team has been really good at taking the ball away, stopping the run, and helping pile up the points. So victory for the Buccaneers. Again, back-to-back wins over the AFC East. It is now a Thursday game. You heard me talking with the players. you got to just put this one behind you in a good way and get on to the Philadelphia Eagles, which they have already been doing, the Buccaneers, Sunday night, Monday morning, and into Monday afternoon because you're on a plane Wednesday afternoon headed to the city of brotherly love for the Eagles and their matchup. The Eagles did come from behind to beat the Panthers in Charlotte. Jalen Hurts had two rushing touchdowns, the second of which was the go-ahead game winner, 21-18. They handed a Panther team a second straight loss, and that loss at home. So now Philadelphia feeling better about themselves as they come in on Thursday night to host the first-place Buccaneers. Of course, there's so much history between these two teams. Buccaneers' first-ever playoff win came against the Eagles. Buccaneers shutting down Veterans Stadium in 2003. Uh, in January of 03. Rondé Barber, the interception return for a touchdown, leading the Bucs to their first-ever Super Bowl and a Super Bowl win over the Raiders. The Eagles are intertwined in that way. So... Uh, we do know this, a happy memory for the Buccaneers. The last time in the regular season they were in Philly. A five-touchdown day for Jameis Winston. A blowout win over Chip Kelly, who was on his way to being fired as the Eagles coach. Uh, that's a happy memory for sure. Let's see if it will continue to be a happy memory. First ever game in this stadium, Lincoln Financial Field, is a shutout win by the Buccaneers over the Eagles. There's a lot of good history for the Bucs against the Eagles. None of that means anything, though, for Thursday night. The scoreboard will read 0-0. Let's see if Philadelphia is ready for Tom Brady. Of course, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs lit him up a couple of Sundays ago as we head into this one for Thursday night. Let's see if Brady can do the same thing coming up this Thursday. We will be on the air at 7 with our coverage on Buccaneers uh, Radio from the City of Brotherly Love on Thursday night football. Short week, got to go take care of business. You get this win and get to 5-1, and one, you get 10 days off. And you get to sit back, rest up, heal up and get ready for the Chicago Bears when you come back home in late October. Let's find out if the Buccaneers can, in fact, take advantage and get to 5-1 and one against an NFC opponent. You've already seen a Buccaneer win over the Dallas Cowboys earlier this year in the NFC. And by the way, a lot of people were knocking what Dak Prescott was doing against the Bucs and, oh, it's the lowly Cowboys who had a losing record last year. Dallas ain't lost since. Not since they lost to the Bucs. The Cowboys have now won four in a row after they beat the Giants yesterday. So that win is looking better and better uh, against that team for sure. So uh, 45-17 is the final on Sunday. My thanks again to Jason Berenger with the highlights uh, and the interviews here. Uh, Jeff Ryan's our director of broadcasting. Again, we get ready to head to Philadelphia. We've got the game Thursday night. Look forward to the Bucks and the Eagles from Philly. We'll be back on Friday with another edition of Nothing But Bucks in the recap mode, highlights, interviews, all of it. Again, find us through the Buccaneer mobile app. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. I'm always looking to talk up those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, those first-place Bucks. Stick your chest out, Buccaneer fans, on a Monday after a blowout win over the Dolphins. Again, I don't have to hear from my in-laws, the diehard uh, Dolphin fans, for so many years. They were quiet. Oh, they were library quiet after that game yesterday. 
Be proud of it, Buck fans. It's a blowout win. What else is new? Brady hammering the Dolphins. This time he did it for the Buccaneers. And we've been going over the highlights of the interviews. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you from Philadelphia. And after it's over in the recap mode on nothing but Bucks. Bye.